Hello and welcome to Subculture, the podcast exploring subcultures from around the world. I'm your operator, Jake Brennan, and I'm joined today by fellow enthusiasts of going up and down, Joanna Graham. Hello. Benjamin Hymans. I hope this is an uplifting episode. And Jake... Oh, he's going for it. Ben, you saw my pun, but don't worry, I won't be a downer about it. Oh, uh, no. The rate go down. Uh. Wow. Thank you. Jacob, what's your favourite mode of transport that isn't a car? You know what, I, I'm going to keep it in theme. I'm going to say, I'm going to go a bit whimsical as well. The Great Glass Elevator from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Because that's technically a mode of transport because I can fly somehow. What about you, Ben? I'm thinking of going uh, dumb waiter because it's always the best way to travel in a horror film. And it's basically a lift or elevator. Joe, what about you? I'm going to go with a train. I feel like I should have gone with like an escalator or something to be more in theme with the rest of you. But no, I, I'm just going to go with train. I'm staying with train. I'm thankful you did because mine is those little escalators that go perfectly flat in airports. Oh, they are really good, actually. They are. They're great if you're feeling lazy, and if you want to walk on one, you feel like fucking Sonic. Why are they only in airports? They're such a good method of travel. They should just put them everywhere. They should have them in supermarkets at the checkout. Definitely. Oh, oh my god. Just Not just at the checkout, the entire supermarket. Yeah, the whole shop. It would absolutely clear out those people who just dawdle right in front of where you want yeah. to be. The old oh. people, let's be honest. Anyway, if you've not guessed, today's episode is about elevator enthusiasts. And they're uplifting, uh, no, I used it again, subculture. And Joe, you are our expert today. You are our bell girl operator. (laughs) That's me. (laughs) I've taken some time to research this bizarre subculture. I think we can agree that when we heard there was such a thing as elevator enthusiasts as a hobby, we were like, what? No. What? No. Don't do... Why? It almost sounds like a parody of uh, subculture. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it seems like one of those made-up niche bookazines you might get at WH Smith. Mm. Well, how about we just start with the fundamentals? What is an elevator enthusiast? So, (laughs) it's literally what it sounds like. It's people who have an active interest in elevators or lifts and other forms of vertical transportation, which, for intents and purposes, we'll call elevators. Uppy-down things. Uppy-downy things. Is it about the movement or is it about the sort of the aesthetic of it? Oh, it's about everything. You have no idea what you're stepping into this evening. Seriously. I was just like, yeah, surely it'll just be like a slightly ironic thing. And or they'll like this or that. No, they're like everything. And there's so much terminology and there's so much to learn. It's, it goes way over my head. I'm not clever enough to be an elevator enthusiast, I'll be honest. So I guess you're wondering, first of all, Maybe you're a rude person who thinks that this isn't a real subculture and you're asking, why are they doing this? Why are people that interested in elevators? They seem sure boring to me. Well, to that I answer the same reason people enjoy looking at trains and steam engines and planes and boats and things like that, you know. Some people like looking at the designs of different elevators and others like to appreciate the engineering. And some mm. people find it exciting to explore parts of building that you more wouldn't normally have access to, because that's what elevators sometimes in exciting countries let you do. Or you have like entire floors that you can't get to unless you use an elevator. Yes. And also, elevator enthusiasts, I might as well mention this here because it's relevant now, but elevator enthusiasts sometimes will buy a special elevator key, 
which gives them, I know this sounds like totally made up, but it gives them like access to different floors in buildings and stuff that oh normally God. only staff have access right, to. Right, so like a universal key that just... It seems to be pretty universal. That seems like a massive security issue, but I could see that being the case. Yeah. <laughs> like a company just has one key and it's like, well, the general public aren't going to have it. I mean, maybe there are different types because like, there are definitely different brands of elevators, as I will go into. But yeah, no, it seems to be, I mean, if you search for an elevator key, you can get one pretty easily. I think what it is nowadays is most of them probably don't use elevator keys as much. So it's probably quite infrequent you'd actually come across one. But I don't know. I seem to remember a thing about how elevators aren't actually replaced that often, so there's a good chance that elevators are probably a bit older, unless it's a new build building. Actually, now it's probably a good time to mention about elevator ageing and historical elevators, because most elevator enthusiasts agree that some modern manufacturers push building owners into modernising their elevators for no reason. And in these cases, these manufacturers will replace more historic antique elevator parts with like cheap, like generic, you know, like really cheap. Mass produced. Mass produced with the intention that then they will need to be replaced more often, basically. <gasps> oh. It's a kind of planned obsolescence. Yeah, pretty much. It's like planned obsolescence. Yeah. So um, old elevators basically equals awesome. Because they were designed to last. They'd last like a hundred years. Whereas these days, like modern elevators are shit and they break down all the time because capitalism, yay! Oh, capitalism. No one likes capitalism. And no one likes broken down lifts either. And no one likes broken down lifts either, exactly. So it was like a direct result of that. People collect elevator parts, just like people might collect steam engine parts or train parts. Do you get people sort of rebuilding elevators in their back garden like <laughs> you, you would with those other... I haven't looked into this massively, but to a point, yes, you definitely can. It's not a kind of thing you can do on a low budget, though. It's expensive. Well, all these sort of kit projects are, aren't they? Yeah, Yeah. like I've seen a couple of videos of like scrapped elevator parts that have then been reassembled into like a kind of hybrid elevator for homes. Okay. And some rich people who are elevator enthusiasts might like have a custom built elevator made out of like historical or antique parts. Are they meant to be functional? Is it kind of like an art installation yeah. about? No, no, they're functional. That's part of the whole thing. Yeah, they they weren't functional. It would be you know a fail elevator. Oh, very good. Thank you. Oh. I mean, that almost sounds like his official term. The subculture might use. Uh, it is the the official term that they use wow. nice. for a, a not working elevator. <laughs> As someone who's lived in a fair few flats in his life, it blew my mind to discover how elevators are replaced or updated or, or put in. I just assumed it was like a big block of metal. And to put it in there was like moving a sofa. You had to take bricks out, take a few walls out. But it is just like metal parts. And it sounds so like stupid saying it out loud. How do you mean? So like, so we used to live in this flat and had a really janky elevator. They said they were going to eventually replace it somehow. And I was like, how the hell are you going to replace an elevator? It's like in the middle of the building. How are you going to get the elevator equipment? Oh, I see. The box in and the rope. How is it going to get in like... In my head, it felt like, well, this is kind of like, well, I'm going to replace a main beam of the house. I just didn't know how that worked. It felt like a big solid object. Yeah. Yeah. And he realized, no, it's actually lots of different parts, which I don't know, from a non-elevator enthusiast thing, seeing that, like, it blows my mind and makes me feel really stupid. I'd almost be worried seeing that. Would you go, that's how many parts are on. That's what can fail. I'd now feel a lot less safe. (laughs) It's kind of like if you get a chair from Ikea um, and it's like, you've got the chair that's a, a solid thing, a single solid thing, or one that's made of lots of janky pieces that could fall apart. 
that's how I felt going in the elevator. Like, how hard is all this screwed in? Is you this safe? would hate going to an elevator museum, which is an Uh-oh. actual thing. Because <laughs> oh, no. you'd probably expect there to be like, oh, elevators and stuff going up and down. And instead it's just like loads of bits of buttons and pipes and machinery just laid out like innards. Oh, question. Is the elevator in the elevator museum a good elevator? I don't know. You'd hope so. <laughs> That's a good point. Maybe they don't have one. Elevator enthusiasts, you'll have to let us know about that. Do you consider these uh, establishments to be true to your beliefs, or, or do they cash in on getting the stuff and actually install subpar elevators internally? Tweet in. Okay, so we, we established that to get into it, you can collect elevator parts. You can collect elevator parts. You can go to an elevator and just look at it, like go up and down. You might want to film your experience of going in an elevator. For example, the first person who did it was a person called Diesel Ducey, also known as Andrew Reams. And he's considered the first person to be an elevator enthusiast kind of ever, really, Mm. which is quite cool to know. And he's still around. He has a YouTube. And did you say Diesel Ducey? Diesel Ducey. And did you say still around? He's still around. Oh, this subculture is very young. Oh, it's super young. Yeah, it started in 1988 was the first time he came up with the idea of filming elevators. And it wasn't until he made his first video of filming one in 1993 that the subculture actually began. So it's really young. Oh, wow. Go to YouTube right now. Search for Diesel and then Ducey, D-U-C-Y. God, he's got so many. How many is he uploading? He's been doing it for years. He's the first one. He's been doing it for years and members doing like five a month for years. Yeah, it's his job. He does it professionally now. It's really cool. He's actually an ambassador. Is that the right word? An ambassador? to people on the autism spectrum, like children. Because a lot of people who are into elevators, who are elevator enthusiasts, happen to be on the autism spectrum. It's just like one of those things, like train enthusiasts happen to be more often than not autistic. And as a result, he's made himself this like, I don't think ambassador is the right word, but like, yeah, basically he works with children with autism and like gets them involved in elevator enthusiasm as a hobby. And teaches them about it, which is like engineering and design. And, you know, it's very mm. practical and people skills and stuff like that. Aww. So it's very wholesome and good. He's a good influence. This community is based on very nice things. It's quite surprising in how many countries, basically, elevator enthusiasm is practiced, I suppose. Because it's kind of like a global thing. Elevator enthusiasts can be found across the world. But the US is a particular hotspot for enthusiasts, probably because Diesel Ducey, the inventor, I also feel like they probably a bit of a head start on the elevator scene. Well, you say that, but Japan, Indonesia, and Thailand are the other three top countries that love elevator enthusiasm. Mm. Really? And looking into it, it actually turns out that they have some really fascinating types of elevators. They just seem to like it there. I don't know. In England, we don't have, like, cool elevators. Our elevators are shit. I think that's probably because we don't build that many super tall buildings not like they do in other countries i guess that's it europe as well like there's not huge numbers of elevator enthusiasts across europe like you'd think germany would be like a big hot spot but it comes beneath thailand and japan was it because back in back in day um we were more winches and levers outside the front of the building because a lot of things in england especially amsterdam where it's just kind of like massive doors or are now big windows that kind of open out because then you'd have like a winch to pull crap in versus an elevator to lift crap up. 
I think it's probably just a lack of necessity because we don't build buildings as tall as some of these other countries do. I mean, I don't really know why America builds buildings as tall as they do. They've got the space to not. I mean, I imagine Thailand and Indonesia, some of their locations, is easier to build up than it is outwards. With all. Yeah, I guess that's true. It's out of necessity. Yeah, and mm. definitely the case yeah. in certain areas of Japan. I'd be interested to see where um, Dubai lands with all because they've yeah. got really big into the mm. tall building scene recently, haven't they? For sure. Yeah. That'd be very interesting. I imagine it's like a rapidly growing dynamic. It's Dubai as well, so it's all going to be gold and mirrors. Yeah. And crazy Flowing stuff. water. I think it's quiz time. I'm going to quiz you Yay. on some terms, some fun terms, and you've got to try and guess what these terms mean. <laughs> what does the word crapco mean? Crapco. <laughs> crapco. Crapco. Is it the name of just a bad elevator company oh you fucking you pretty much got it perfectly so it's a term used to describe an elevator that has been badly modernized by epco which is like a generic elevator company oh crapco so yeah if you come across an epco elevator that used to be a bit more historical maybe had some interesting antique parts used to function a bit bloody better you'd call it a crapco well they're not going to sponsor us now are they sorry I think we would want probably a better brand than, uh, mm. than Crapco, am I right, lads? Hey. Okay, next one. Door disease. Ooh, Ooh, that's a juicy one. I could go two ways with this. My go-tos are either, it's a dodgy door that, because we've all seen those lift doors that don't quite open right, there's a bit mm. of delay, they seem to stick, or it's just referencing the fact that his door is so dirty that you would get diseases from it. Those are my two options. Is it that there are just too many doors? Like, it's an old elevator and you've got a thing that goes down, a thing that goes across, and a wooden bar? No, but it sounds like those older elevators are kind of appreciated, so I don't think they'd call that a disease. Is it someone who is a bit too into elevator doors? They kind of focus on that the most. Oh, and they've got a disease. Mm. No, none of you are right. This term <laughs> oh. is used when the doors of an elevator, usually an Otis or a Schindler brand, or Tyson Krupp in the case of like Thailand elevators, do weird things and the doors like just freak out a bit. You call that a door <gasps> disease. So if you come across an elevator and the doors start freaking out, you can go, bad case of door disease, am I right? And everyone will be like, whoa, cool. Okay, next one. Fool's gold. Ooh, is it? A gold-plated elevator? Yeah, that's where I was going to go to, is when you get an elevator that's meant to look posh, and they've done a cheap gold plating on everything inside it. I mean, you're basically right, but not quite. Fool's gold is when an elevator has the original, like, the the aesthetic stuff, like the call buttons and the whole Mm -hmm. floor indicators and things like that, when that's the original historical antique part, but the mechanics have been modernised and therefore it breaks all the time. Which is also a great fucking term. Yeah, I love that term because every time you go into a kind of fancy like shopping centre, they always have those like fancy old looking lifts that you're definitely sure Mm. aren't. They've not got the charm. It's all surface level. Yeah. Yeah. It's just fool's gold. Mm. Okay, next one. Teacher's office. Teacher's office. Is this where you bollock us for not knowing enough about elevators? I think this is going to be an elevator that's just filled with way too much informational posters and things like that. Oh, that's clever. It's not an elevator that has a desk in it at all. Oh, 
What? Is it? I, what? I've never seen an elevator with a desk in it. I, I can't no, see it's how that would that, be close. But it, it does have a desk in it, the thing I'm talking about. It's not an elevator. The maintenance office or something where you'd have a oh, desk? Close. <gasps> does it mean like a waiting room or something similar at the top or no. bottom of an elevator? No? Okay. It's the security office. Because uh, they're the teachers. And the thing is, in elevator enthusiasm world, one of the biggest risks you come across is security guards who will hate you filming elevators. And mm. they say, oh, you're invading the public safety or whatever, blah, 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 blah. And so they're called teachers. Teacher's uh, office. Yeah. Okay. Here's another one. Joyriding. Is that when you're on the outside of an elevator? Oh. Or the like at the top of an elevator else it's going up and down? That is a thing. That's actually called <gasps> elevator surfing, and I will yeah, I will mention something about that in a bit. I'm gonna guess joyriding's probably a little bit safer than that. It's simply just going up and down in lifts. You're just in there for the experience. You're not oh. going to a specific floor. You are so close. It's when you go in an elevator and you go up and down, but you don't film it. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fuck, I've been doing that for years. I know. Can you believe it? All that joyriding. Okay, last one then. This is one you probably use quite a lot, actually. Probably everyone's used these most of the time, if they can. It's a man-powered elevator, also known as an MPE. Uh, ooh, um... Stairs? Yes. Bam. <laughs> well done. That's so good. I hate how good that is. Isn't it? Definitely one I'm going to be using. Just like, oh, do you want to take the MPE up to the next floor? <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Screw stairs. MPE all the way. <laughs> well, that was educational. And I think I've probably sweat enough now to warrant a break. So how about we all get off the bus and we meet the creepy man in the bathroom? Yeah? Yeah? Cool. I don't want to meet the creepy man in the bathroom. You're going to meet the creepy man in the bathroom, Joe, and it's going to be cool. What if I go to the bathroom in the lift? Will he get be off the too? bus. Get off. Hello again. It's me. I just thought I'd let you know that you can follow us on social media at SubcultureCast on Twitter and Instagram. You can also follow our audio platforms on Subcultured and SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. If you liked this, all of this, you can also follow other great podcasts at podgrabs.com. Or you can watch other episodes like Filthy Sweaty Millionaires or Juggalos. I'll leave you with that lovely thought for now. Bye. Ah, oh, that was great. I'm so happy that I spent some time outside with the cold, fresh air. How about you guys? How are we all doing? A strange man was in the bathroom not wearing any shoes or socks, and it was very upsetting. Nah, don't worry about it. Don't worry about that. You should just use the girls' bathroom. It's way better. I don't know if any bathroom's ever good at any public rest stop. Yeah, mm. ours is. Oh, is, is this the old, oh, we've got a sofa? In? <laughs> it's true, we sometimes have sofas. I bet you have sofas in your lifts as well. I think the last public <laughs> bathroom I used was in Italy, and someone had kicked the toilet seat off and drawn 
a very detailed picture of a dick going into an anus with another dick <laughs> attached to the anus on the back oh. of the door. And I, oh, I couldn't wow. go. I just couldn't go. Really? Yeah. Were you too captivated? Yeah. I think it would help. No, it's, it was very off-putting. Oh. Speaking of off-putting and smelly, Ben, you have a fun story about an elevator, don't oh, you? Oh, I do. I got trapped in a lift once. Really? Was, uh, yeah, I did. It was actually back in uni. Do you remember the IT building had that lift? Mm-hmm. Oh, aye. That's, uh, yeah, we got, we got trapped in that one. I mean, mainly people going unnamed, of course. <laughs> it wasn't just me in there. We got in the lift because we are on the top floor. And it was six o'clock. We'd stay there a little bit later. And one of my friends, who, who was an absolute doofus... Started jumping? He didn't start jumping. He, rather than getting into the lift normally, did one big jump from about <laughs> three foot outside the lift into the lift. Wow. At that point... It kind of shifted a little bit, but we didn't think anything of it because we trusted in the engineering. We started going down, and then it dropped about a floor and then got stuck between floors. God. Oh, my God. Um, there was four of us very large, sweaty nerds in the IT lift at that point. It wasn't a very big lift. And the shock of it dropping about a floor caused one member of the group... <laughs> to fart uncontrollably for about five minutes straight. It was all the experiences. And we were trapped in that lift for four hours. Oh. When you get the nervous farts, it happens, doesn't it? Oh, God. It's just, it was so bad. Imagine the elevator people opening that for the first time, like, fuck. <laughs> Speaking of dangerous things to do in elevators, let me talk a bit more about elevator surfing which was brought up earlier oh actually just just before you get into that we kind of nearly experienced that i suppose because we were stuck between floors and apparently they couldn't move the lift so the firemen when they finally got out to us about four hours later they had to prise open the doors between floors and we had to climb out of the little gap while they helped us down and if you turned around you could see all the way down the elevator shaft through the open door oh god which was also pretty awful was that when more farts? I don't know. We we were in more of an open space, so we kind of just all spread out and uh, took the moment to get some air because it had been a bad four hours. So elevator surfing. So elevator surfing. It's it's what it sounds like. Basically, it's when you climb onto the top of the cab of the elevator. The cab is like the square bit that you thought was one solid mass. That's the cab, and you might climb on top so you can experience like the view of the shaft from the inside. Or also, sometimes you can access, like we were saying before about accessing different parts of the building. If you do elevator surfing, you can access even more different parts. Maybe I'm just thinking of a cartoon elevator. Is there a chance you might get crushed at the top? There certainly is a chance you might get crushed in the top. Oh, good. So elevator surfing is dangerous. Yeah, it sounds. There's a lot of moving parts about it, I imagine. Yeah, absolutely. There's several ways you can hurt yourself or die. Several people have died while elevator surfing. Normally there is space on the top of an elevator cab for someone to stand on there, but sometimes there isn't, and you just do not know until it's too late. So there's just no way of knowing. So unless you are, I know I'm only going to say unless you really are familiar with that elevator, I'm just going to say under no circumstances should you ever go elevator surfing, because that's just like one of the many ways you can potentially die. One person got crushed between the cab and the shaft walls. So like in between, like mangled. (gasps) Like several people have died from doing it. And you can get hit on the head by the counterweight of the elevator mechanism as well. It sometimes swings down and it's really solid. Wow. Again, it's always the subcultures that you think are the least deadly 
the most deaths. Deathmatch wrestling, no death. Elevators, it is risky. Plus, there's other risks which like you might even not consider. Like, so I was saying about security guards, you get conflicts with them quite frequently. Certain elevators might be found in private buildings, so that's then a case of you need permission to get to the elevator, or you know, if you use it without permission, you might be, you know, some people have been arrested on trespassing or like attempted burglary offences. And in one case, three Indonesian enthusiasts were detained in an apartment for trespassing and had to pay a huge fine and surrender their camera to the building authorities just oh for filming God. an elevator. Wow. So it is, it's risky. This is hardcore as fuck. It is. It is hardcore. And it's especially hardcore when you think about the fact that, like, then there's racism that can, like, be a part of that as well. Because, like, the elevator community, obviously in the US, is predominantly white. Mm. And... Obviously, if you're a person of colour, there's going to be even more risks associated with going onto private property and filming in locations where people may, you know, there may be a bit of a grey line as to how much access you technically have to certain areas. So know your rights, do your research beforehand, get permission wherever possible, and visit new locations with another person for your safety. And don't get mushed between the box and the shaft. Yeah. Also, don't Google the term shaft. Or do Google, or do Google, Google. the term shaft. Oh. So, let's get to that fun part of the episode. Wagus, vagus, mumholes, bumholes, cumholes, and rumholes. What sexy things have happened in elevators? So, actually, surprisingly few. I did a, a brief search. Feel free to do your own and see if you can find anything. I only found two stories. One, a man grabbed his friend's penis and put it in a closing elevator door. So, mm. nothing really to do with elevators, but it's fun to watch. And if you Google it, you can find that. He's got a big dick and it gets smushed between the doors and he laughs it off so it's fine and then a man was caught having sex with a traffic cone in an elevator again oh again again yeah he's done it before See, I'm, I'm gonna guess because it's on private property a lot of the time it probably doesn't get reported as much they just get kicked off i'm pretty sure i'm aware of at least one instance where there was televised public sex in an elevator well that was kind of where i was gonna go next really I mean, I haven't researched this, but I just know it's true. There is a huge part of niche porn of people masturbating in elevators and people having sex in elevators. Oh, yeah, I hadn't really thought about mm. that, but now it's obviously... Yeah, yeah. I just put sex and elevator in it. There yeah. is a, an abundance of videos. Yeah, yeah, there's loads. So if that's your thing, <laughs> and I don't know if you're into elevator enthusiasm, I imagine it doesn't necessarily correlate with wanting to have sex in one because it might be disrespecting the machinery. Oh my days, I've just found a porn video and it's in an Otis elevator! <gasps> oh really? Amazing. Yeah! It's a thumbnail, but as like, fucking hell, that, that's a sweet ass elevator there. So how could you tell it was an Otis elevator out of interest? They have the name as the doors open. Wow. I mean, that's just free marketing. Good brand. Mm. I mean, if you were going to film a porno in an elevator, you want a reliable brand, like yeah, an Otis. Definitely. You want something that's, you know, you can guarantee. You don't want any door disease when you're... Uh... You don't, exactly. You don't want door disease. You don't want a Crapco. You don't want a Chewbacca. Chewbacca is when a lift makes a Chewbacca sound, <laughs> which is <laughs> a thing. <laughs> oh, I used to have that all the time in Manchester. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> I did do some tertiary research as to like how to have sex in an elevator and the advice was don't don't do it <laughs> and with that sweaty bombshell <laughs> i think we'll call it there guys yeah what a great subculture for all its uh 
for all its ups and downs. Oh, oh fuck you. Good. Oh, my days. Thank you all, and, and we are the Subcultured Board of Tourism, and we keep apologising. Thought you'd seen the last of me? Not bloody likely, you swines. You can find more from the ragtag bunch of hooligans by searching Subcultured Cast on Twitter and Instagram. Plus, make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to Subcultured on your podcast platform of choice. Subcultured is part of the Podcrabs Network at www.podcrabs.com. It is well good. I'm kind of just wiggling my titties and just... Does that count? Well, it's like the truck right now, We can't hear, Babo. Get it close yeah. to the microphone. Oh, I want to hear it slap. I can't. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's my, that's, that's my arm. Those bad boys. That's my arm to my side. Oh, okay. That's cheating. I was impressed for a second. <laughs>